blessed to be in the house of the Lord today. I am extremely blessed. On both sides of my family, there is those that serve in ministry and uh, evangelists, pastors, missionaries. And one of the family members that I have on my mother's side I have a number of them that are pastors and various missionaries, but one of them actually, Tim and Megan Scott are missionaries to Israel. And they're over there right now. And we were texting family members this morning and received a text just as I was arriving to church. They're actually in a bomb shelter this morning. Bombs dropping all around, not been able to necessarily contact congregations. They lead the work there and um, they are praying and asking God for their protection. And so I, as I was getting out of my car without the fear of any of that, no bombs dropping, no violence, no fear, just soldering into church like it's another day, I made a vow to God this morning as Zane and I was walking. I'm going to do two things. Number one, I'm going to pray and ask God's hand of protection and provision upon them and those that are with them. And then I'm going to sing that song one more time for them, and I'm going to give God some praise for them. They may not be able to necessarily do it the way they want to do it in that shelter this morning, but I want them to know there is a church in Fuquay, Verena, North Carolina that's going to give God some praise for them. Can you help me pray today for Chris and Megan Scott? God, we pray your hand of protection upon them right now. Overshadow them right now, God. Keep your hand upon them, Protect them, God. Thankful to be in the house. 
of the Lord today. What a wonderful presence of God that I feel and I am anticipating God doing a great work for those that came today needing a miracle from the Lord. You're in the right place. Come on. Tell your neighbor you're in the right place. God's got something special for you. He saw you when you woke up this morning. He knows exactly what you need. He brought you to the house of the Lord and if you will surrender to Him and allow God to do that which he desires to do. Your life can be changed forever. Your life can be changed forever. So thankful today to have Brother and Sister Blake back in Fuquay Arena with us. We love them so much. They're not just guests or friends. They're family. And uh, every chance we get to have them come by, uh, we certainly try to get them on the schedule, and uh, we love and appreciate their ministry so much. And they are uh, full-time evangelists, amen, spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ, doing a great work, amen. Obviously, uh, any evangelist that you can have come preach for you that's been a pastor and has the heart of a pastor, that's a rare thing. And uh, Brother Blake has filled those shoes many years and knows the heart of the pastor and loves God's people and they just have a wonderful ministry, an anointed, powerful ministry. And we're so glad that they are here with us this weekend. Can you give Brother and Sister Blake a warm Fuquay Varina welcome as they come? God bless you, my brother. Love you. Glad you're here today. Why don't you give the Lord a hand clap of praise, somebody? Come on, he's worthy of all the praises. no telling today what God is going to do in this house. Amen. It's good to see all of you here today. Amen. Good to see some of the old saints from Dunn that are going on with Jesus here in Fuquay. Amen. Good to see friends from long years back. Amen. And uh, we were making jokes about getting old. Amen. I'm not getting old. One man asked me one day, said, have you retired? I said, no, I refired. Amen. And somebody shout amen. If it's not out of place, would you step across the aisle, turn around, shake somebody's hand, and tell them God has something good for you here today.
I'm excited about what God is doing here in Fuquay. I want to say thank you to Brother Landtroop for having us. Amen. It's always a joy to be here with friends and family. Amen. And good to, good to see that God is working. Amen. Here in Fuquay. Amen. Looks like growth to me. That represents revival. Can somebody shout amen? Hallelujah. So I give honor today to your pastor, to the leadership here. Amen. For going on with Jesus. Amen. And having revival. Amen. And that's what it's all about. Can somebody shout amen? God bless you. You can be seated. Brother, if the volume on this cable would be turned up about halfway, that would be great. Amen. Hallelujah. I need a lot more volume than that, brother. Mine's wide open. A little bit more, please, up here. Thank you. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. T'was grace that taught my heart to fear, and grace my fears The hour I first believed My chains are gone I've been set free My God, my Savior Has ransomed me And like a flood His mercy reigns God's amazing grace. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, we praise you today, Lord. The Lord has promised good to me and his word my hope secure.
and the earth shall soon dissolve like snow and the sun forbear to shine but God who called me here below shall be will be forever mine. Give him praise right now, somebody. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. When I think of how he came so far from glory, came to dwell among the lowly, such as I, to suffer shame. And such disgrace On Mount Calvary took my place Then I asked myself this question Who am I? Church, who am I? 
the answer I may never know. Why he ever loved me so that to an old rugged cross he would go. To an old rugged cross he would go. For who am I? Hallelujah. Give the Lord praise, somebody. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If you have your Bible today, turn with me to John, Mark chapter number 10. Excuse me. Mark chapter number 10. Again, thank you, Brother Landtrude. It's always an honor to be here with you. Amen. Before we read from our passage of Scripture this morning, I would like every head bowed just a moment. No one looking around but the pastor and myself. We're not in the business of embarrassing anybody, but I do know what I feel in the Holy Ghost. Amen. God is here today to heal. Not just in the body, but in the spirit, in the mind, in the soul, in your finances, in your home, in your children, and in your marriage, and in every part of your life. When we talk about healing many times, we get sidetracked and we think it's all about the body, the physical. But it's not always about the physical. God wants to heal here today. While no one's looking around but myself and the pastor, is there anyone here today that would lift your hand signifying I have a need that only God can take care of? Raise your hand here today. Hands all over the building. I have a need that only God can take care of. Well, I want you to know today that you are at the right place at the right time for a miracle. I said you're at the right place at the right time for a miracle. Can somebody shout amen? Mark chapter 10, starting with verse number 46 through 52. Sorry, brother, I didn't give you that before service started. Mark 10, 46. And they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. Everybody say highway side. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal. Jesus, or thou son of David, have mercy on me. Notice now what happened. And if you will do this today, began to call out on Jesus. The Bible said, and Jesus stood still. If you want to stop God in His tracks, start praising His name. Amen. 
Start calling on his name. And God will stop and pay attention to you. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And he called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, which means be of joy. Be happy. Amen? Getting what you need. Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he, and he noticed what he did, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. That's very important. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately, not six days later, six weeks later, six months later, and immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Hallelujah. I want to preach for just a short time today. Try not to be lengthy here today. I want to move out of the way and let God have his way. And I want to go ahead and say right now the altar call starts. I want the leadership to be sensitive in the Holy Ghost. If you see somebody praying that needs prayer, go lay hands on them. Amen. We don't have to wait for a specific moment. God's here right now. He's been here from the very first note on the very first song. So I want to preach for today and let you know that you are at an intersection called mercy. You are at an intersection called mercy. Brother Lentry, would you pray for us, please? Amen. Turn to your neighbor again and tell him God's got something for you today. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. We are introduced in Mark chapter 10 to a man that from all the way it looks, he was born blind. The Bible does not say if he was in an accident and lost his sight. So we are to believe that he was born a blind man. A man that is blind, that is accustomed to begging for alms. That is no stranger to those that are around him. Amen. And this man that we realize, amen, knows how to get what he needs. Amen. It's amazing to me how... People seem like they have no way of understanding until they are in need. And the very moment they need something, you won't see them for six months or a year. Now, this is where the pastor part comes in. You won't see them for six months. It didn't take long, did it? But you let a need arise. Got to head to the church. Got to get a hold of the man of God. Got to get a hold of the saints. Got to call on Jesus. They know how to get what they need. Everyone shout choices. That wasn't everyone. Everyone shout choices. 
The choices in which we make, which are hundreds, if not thousands of choices a day, amen, can be transformed from an ordinary day to an extraordinary day. Amen. It's like the game of chess. It starts with the right move from the very beginning. Can somebody shout amen? And if you make the right choice from the very beginning of your day, it leads to a winning outcome. Hallelujah. I've come to tell somebody here today that you made the right choice this morning by making your way to the house of God, making your way to the Pentecostals of Fuquay, making your way to the sanctuary of God, lifting up your voice and giving God praise. You made the right choice here today. Hallelujah. This blind man's day was the same as it always had been every other day just like it. Just an ordinary day. But what started out to be ordinary was about to become an extraordinary moment. Hallelujah. I believe someone here today is about to have an extraordinary moment with God. Somebody here today, your ordinary day is fixing to explode with possibility. Your ordinary day is fixing to explode, hallelujah, with joy, unspeakable and full of glory. God is in this house right now, and God wants to touch somebody, and God wants to give your ordinary day a boost and make it an extraordinary moment. You see, he was willing to be used. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. He was also used to feeling. I don't know about you. I have have a, a, a great uncle that was born blind. His name's Tally. Uncle Tally went to school with Ronnie Millsap, Governor Moorhead School of the Blind in North Carolina, Raleigh, North Carolina. But that man is so unique. As a boy, he would come to our house to visit, and he would want to use the telephone. And it's true, you lose one sense, you gain other senses. And I've seen Uncle Tally, my, I, this tells you how old I am, our phone, only phone in the house was hanging on just inside the kitchen door. And my dad, yeah, I'm old. My daddy said, Tally, the, the, the phone is to the right just inside the door. And I would say, as a young boy, I'd sit back and say, I'm going to watch this. <laughs> I didn't know if he was going to walk into the door jam or not, you know. I thought it was fixing to be a hilarious moment. And Uncle Talib would make his way and he'd find the door jam. And he would feel around the door jam and he'd find the phone. He would take the receiver off, hang it on his ear, on his neck and hold it with his head. And then he would run his hand over the buttons. And he would stop. I said, what is he doing? And quicker than you could even see it with your eyes, he'd go, have the number dialed. Amen. This blind man was accustomed to asking for alms. He knew what it felt like when people dropped a few pennies or a few coins into his cup. He was accustomed to the shaking and the rattling, hallelujah, of the cup as money was dropped into it. But he was about to experience a shaking in his spirit because mercy was on his way, hallelujah. He was a beggar, hallelujah. He was begging for change to affect his day. However, he was about to receive a change that was going to affect his life. I've come to tell somebody 
here today. God wants to do more than just change your moment. God wants to do more than just change your second. God wants to do more, hallelujah, that's just give you a good day. He wants to change your life. Blind Bartimaeus was a normal fixture, hallelujah, on the highway side. The Bible said, I'm sitting in the highway side begging. Amen. Somehow each day he found his way to that spot. Somehow each day he found himself at that same location. He found himself at the same street, hallelujah, sitting at the same highway side day in and day out. However, hallelujah, what he did not know was that on this certain day, at this highway side, he was no longer sitting at beggar bypass. He was no longer sitting at beggar's boulevard. But at this day, hallelujah, he was sitting at an intersection with mercy because Jesus was about to walk by his location. Hallelujah. After this day, he would never be the same. After this day, his begging days would be over. After this day, life, hallelujah, would have a whole new meaning. He was about to have an encounter at an intersection called mercy. There's people in this sanctuary today, Brother Landrub. I feel it in the Holy Ghost right now. He I feel the Holy Ghost in this house right now. There's people here right now that have found your way to the same seat Sunday after Sunday. Hallelujah, sitting at the same side of the church, sitting around the same people, enjoying the service like you always do without fail. Hear me right now. But after this day is over, your day is never going to be the same again. After this moment is over, your day is not going to be like it was yesterday because today you're at an intersection called mercy. Vine's Dictionary says a highway side is defined as this. I found this very unique. A way. A way out. Or a way through. His life was about to change because he was sitting by a way. Trying to make a way. But today he was having an intersection moment with the way. Jesus said, I'm not just a way, but I am the way. I've come to tell somebody here today, your searching days are over. Your longing days are over because the way is here. Hallelujah. The way maker is here. The way out is here. The way through is here. The way up and out of your situation is here right now. Somebody hear me today. You don't have to sit at Beggar Boulevard any longer. He was looking for a way, but the way was walking by. John 14 and 6 says, Jesus said unto him, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. 
No man cometh unto the Father but by me. How many times had he said at this highway side, Brother Landry, we don't know. Hallelujah, becoming accustomed to the noises of his day. Amen. But on this day, he heard something that was not normal. On this day, he was feeling something that was not normal. I can't help but believe somebody walked in here today before you got into the building, maybe driving down the road in your car. You began to feel something inside that said today's not going to be like every other day. Today's not going to be like it was yesterday. Today's not going to be like it was last Sunday. When I leave here today, I'm going to have my need met. When I leave here today, God's going to take care of my situation. When I leave here today, preacher, you got to understand, I've been wanting it for a long, long, long time. I don't care how long you've been praying. I don't care how long you've been fasting. I don't care how long you've been believing. The answer is here right now. He heard a noise come in his direction. It was Jesus on his way. I want everybody to get quiet just a minute. Can you hear it? Can you feel it? There's something about the Holy Ghost that if you got it, you know it. And if you can feel it, you know it. Jesus walked in here the very first song. Amen. And there's people on this side, in the middle, and on this side that come today looking your answer. Can I go ahead and tell you Jesus is here right now? What hinders you from getting your answer? What is it that's hindering you from getting yourself to an altar and getting a hold of God? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh but by me. Hallelujah. How many times had he sat by this highway side? We don't know. But we do know that he heard something that was not normal. Amen. He heard something he had not heard before. How many times have you walked into this sanctuary? Amen. And shook the same hands. Smiled at the same people. Hallelujah. Heard the same familiar noises of praise and worship. Amen. But you walked out without your joy. You walked out without your help. You walked out without your healing. You walked out without deliverance. We're fixing to turn the corner on this message because the blind man gave us a secret in how to receive your answer. He began to call out to Jesus before the answer ever came. We don't know if he knew anything about Jesus or not. Apparently he knew something. Because when he said, what is going on? There's a noise coming down the road I'm not accustomed to. They said, it's Jesus. And the Bible said he began to cry out, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. So apparently, Brother Lantrum, he knew a little bit about Jesus. I've come to tell somebody here today, amen, the blind man gave us a secret to receiving your answer today. And that secret is simply this. Praise before the promise. Quit sitting there with a molly grub look on your face. If you need something from God, lift up your hands, stand to your feet, and begin to praise Him as if you've already got it. And I promise you the praise, hallelujah, will lead to a promise. Everybody stand with me right now and begin to praise Him. Hallelujah. Begin to worship Him right now. 
It's time to have a praise break. It's time to shout until your answer comes. It's time to speak in tongues until your answer comes. It's time to get bulldog audacity about it and say, I will not stop. Today's my day. This moment is my moment. This church is my church. That's my pastor. He's my God. And I'm going to get my need today. Come on, praise before the promise. Praise before the promise. Praise before the promise. He was not intimidated intimidated by those around him. He was not intimidated by those standing by him. He didn't care if anybody else was crying out or not. Matter of fact, those that were cold in their spirit said, shh, quiet down a little bit. The master don't have time to hear all of that. And the Bible says he cried out all the more, Jesus, have mercy on me. Anybody ever heard the saying, the squeaky wheel gets the oil? Well, those that are willing to look like you're crazy, those that are willing to look out of normal, those that are willing to praise him when nobody else is, those that are willing to shout when nobody else is shouting, those that are willing to praise, you're going to get your promise. He began to praise him. He was not hindered by his surroundings. He began to scream out, Jesus! Mercy on me. He began to call out in praise before the promise ever came, before his eyes were ever opened, before he ever got anything in a glimpse of sunlight. He began to praise him. He began to call his name. He began to worship him. And then the promise came. I've come to tell somebody here today, quit looking down and out. Your wall, your promise is walking these aisles. Quit looking like you've lost your best friend. Your promise is walking these aisles. If you'll start praising him, if you'll start worshiping him, if you'll start magnifying find him if you'll lift your hands up in the air and lift up your heart into praise God will meet with you Why don't you find a prayer partner with somebody right now and lay your hand on their shoulder. They don't need to know what you're going through. They don't need to know what you're facing. They don't need to know what you have to have today. Why don't you just say, would you pray with me? I need something from God. Hallelujah. And began to call out on the name of the Lord. This altar is open right now. I've come to tell somebody here today, God is in this house and he wants to meet your need and he wants you to be changed when you leave here. You don't want to have to walk out of here and say, well, I didn't get it again today.
me have your attention a minute. I only tell you this to, to boost your faith. I don't know how many people has been healed this year in places that we preached. I do know here recently eight people in one service. We're preaching in Clyde, Ohio, one of the worship leaders. I thank God for our worship leaders. They lead us into the presence of God. One of the worship leaders, the doctor, described it as a blood disorder. But she had no control of her left arm. When she walked, it just swung like this. No control. She couldn't pick it up. She couldn't raise it. Couldn't grab anything with it. It just, like it was dead. It was just dangling. She came to the altar. While we were praying for her, the pastor of the church laid hands on her. The Lord is my witness. And I spoke with him just a while back, and he was telling me that sister is still doing good. Thirteen people was healed that day in that service. But that sister, while she was praying in the altar, she was the catalyst for the faith that broke loose in that church. Because while the pastor laid his hands on her, we were standing there watching her, all of a sudden her left arm just slowly started moving. It went up as high as it could go. Before service was over, she was holding that mic with the other hand. And she was singing with everything she had. Came back to church the next night for revival. And she didn't even hold it with the right hand. She held it with the hand that was dead. And she began to praise God. And the word, I've come to tell somebody here today, your life may seem like it's over. Your life may seem like it's dead. But God is life. And he wants to speak life and give you something worth living for. What will get the master's attention today, understand that you're the one in need. Call out to him no matter what others are doing. Do whatever it takes to get his attention. I'm claiming my healing. 28 years ago, I was preaching in Garrison, Texas. Brother Dennis Lantrieb's daddy. Two months ago, I was preaching in Georgia. Woke up one morning and couldn't stand on my left foot. I was like, oh, man. We prayed. God help me. When I got home, went to the doctor. The doctor said, when did you break your foot? They did x-rays. Big old crack all the way across the top of my foot, down the side. When did you break your foot? I didn't break my foot. Might want to take another x-ray, dog. I didn't break my foot. He said, no, you broke your foot. Right here it is. But this was his words. But it was fused together. I got to thinking back. 28 years ago, I was working on my travel trailer, standing on a fold-out chair. And I went to step off that chair. My foot popped so loud, my wife and my son heard it inside the travel trailer. That's when I broke it. They had to help me into the church. We were starting a two-week revival for Brother Dennis' daddy. The more I preached that night, the easier it was to walk. (laughs) They had to help me to the platform, but they didn't have to help me off the platform. (laughs) Hallelujah. 
Two months ago, I'm preaching in Georgia. I couldn't stand on my foot. They said, you broke your foot. You got to have surgery. I said, okay. I don't like that. This is what he told me. You're going to be in a cast where you won't be able to put any weight on your foot for 10 weeks. I said, I'm an evangelist. That ain't going to work. My wife said, that's not going to work. Amen. So I've struggled with it. I preached a week or so ago. For four days after that, I couldn't hardly walk. This past Sunday, I was in Raleigh. Even preachers don't like to walk in front of the church sometimes. Mm. Tell the truth, man. I'm like, man, everybody's going to think I sinned. (laughs) (laughs) Got to be honest. Amen. The preacher was preaching and he said, if you have a need today, step out on faith and make your way to the front. I said, excuse me. Come on, somebody. When you're in need, you don't care what everybody's thinking. When you're in need, you don't care what's crossing everybody else's mind. Come on, somebody. So I'm standing there. And this was my prayer. You heard what the daughter said, God. I did too. I don't know how you talk to God, but I talk to God just like that. Amen. And this is what I told him, Brother Rodney. I didn't see lightning bolts from heaven. I didn't hear an angelic angel singing. Amen. I didn't feel angels walking around me and swirling around me. This is all I said. God, you healed this foot 28 years ago. And if you did it then, you can do it now. Come on, somebody. That's all I did. God, if you did it then, you can do it now. Amen. I went bang and sat down. Because I was hurting. God didn't heal it immediately. But I woke up Monday morning. No pain in that foot. That's what I'm talking about. I hadn't been able to work outside in days, weeks, or months. I've had to pay somebody to cut my grass. Amen. So I woke up Monday. I was able to work in the yard a little bit. I was. My mind said, don't overdo it. You're going to overdo it. Amen. So you know what I did? I went back in the house about 1 o'clock, got up in my easy chair and propped my foot up. But in my mind, something was saying, you're a dirty dog. That ain't faith. Amen. So I woke up Tuesday. Guess what? No pain. My wife said, what you going to do today? I'm working on my trailer today. Amen. Hallelujah. I've done things this week I hadn't been able to do in months. Amen. Hallelujah. And I'm standing here today preaching no pain. Usually by now I'd be hoping to lean on to the pulpit, take the weight off that foot. 
But I'm preaching today with no pain. I've come to tell somebody here today, if you'll just call out on God, if you'll trust in Him, hallelujah, you're at an intersection called mercy, and God wants to meet your need. No need to walk out of here without it. No need to walk out of here without it. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't leave without it. The musicians would come. When he heard the noise, when he heard the crowd, when he heard Jesus is on the way, something different was going on. This one thing we do know is this. He wanted a miracle. He needed a miracle. And he wanted to see. And we're fixing to open the altar. It's already open. But before you step out to come down here, you first thing you got to know what it is he wants. It's dangerous to go to Walmart and just browse. Especially if you're hungry. Amen. When we go to Walmart, we, we know what we want. Amen. When I come to church, I know what I want. Come on, somebody. Today might be your first day at Pentecostals of Fuquay. Or you might be an old head here. You've walked into a place today like the blind man, blinded by life. And life has not done you too well. Like the blind man looking for a way out, a way out of sin, a way out of despair, a way out of your shame way out of your failures, a way out of your darkness. You see others that are being blessed. You see others that are healed. You see others that are filled with joy. You see others that are being delivered. You walk out and say, I guess it's just not my day. Amen. Maybe you have written yourself off from ever receiving the blessing that you need. You thought you were just in a sanctuary today. It looks the same. Same old sounds as normal. Same worship. Same singers. Same pastor. Same ushers. Same paint on the wall. We walk in and we get so so used to the surroundings but what you don't understand is today you walked into an intersection with mercy the altar's open right now Jesus is here in the sanctuary he's got a miracle in his hand he's got a healing touch he's got deliverance in his voice Jesus said in Matthew 11, 28. Come unto me, all ye labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am weak, meek and lowly in heart. Ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden, that means my load, is light.
make one more point, then I'm going to let the pastor have it. The Bible says that the blind man, Jesus said, bring him to me. Amen. He did not just jump up and make his way to Jesus. I told you earlier in the reading that this was very important. It was an act of faith. The Bible says when Jesus said, bring the man to me, the blind man stood up took his beggar's garment off. Cast it aside. You know what he was saying in the Holy Ghost? That represents being a beggar. That represents what's bound to me all these years. That garment represents being blind. And the Bible said when Jesus called him, the first thing he did was took off the garment and cast it aside. You know what he was saying? I might be blind right now. But when I leave him, I'm not going to be blind anymore. So in this altar today, Many times we pray and we say, well, I don't really know what the problem is. Yes, you do. You know what the problem is. Nine times out of ten, it's our own dealings that get us in our situations. Amen. I have pain in my body a lot. Arthritis. Nobody else's fault. I just ate a whole bunch of hamburgers growing up can't blame that on everybody else so what I deal with now I've lost 289 pounds but what I deal with now is the problems from then most of the times the problems that we face is our own doings we jump into things and we don't pray about it we see something we want we know we can't afford it and we buy it that's the pastor right there. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Overextend. We find ourselves bound. Can you just throw off in this altar today whatever it is that's binding you? And when the pastor steps to this microphone, would you just lift your hands? Say, Lord, I come as a beggar but I'm not going to leave a beggar. I come blind today, but I'm not going to leave blind. I come bound today, but I'm not going to leave bound. Come on, begin to call on his name right now. Praise before the promise. Praise before the promise. Praise before the promise. workers find somebody let's pray with them right now
hands right now and believe God for it. I believe you're my healer. I believe. Come on, go from a beggar to a praiser right now. I thank you for my healing, God. I thank you for my breakthrough, God. I praise you, Lord, for what you're going to do. I believe you're my portion. Come on, put the beggar garment I down and put the garment of praise on. You're more than I thank you for it, Jesus. For I'm believing you for it. I'm looking Jesus, forward to the day I get it, God.
song because you believe that he is. You're all that I need today. You're all that I need today. I believe you're my healer. Can you sing that with faith? I believe. Come on, can you believe that? Regardless of what the doctor may say, regardless of what others may say, I believe. I believe you're my portion. Come on, I know what circumstances are trying to say. You're more than enough for me. Jesus, you're all I need. Come on, here's what the word says. Nothing. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. 